you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What's good, man? you got to check out the r Podcast. This is Nate Burleson. I'm joined by the very special guest, Rand Getlin. On today's show, we're going to talk about... Got Von Miller contract news, Eric Berry contract news, a little discussion of Tyron Matthew, and more. I love it, man. We're going to talk about quarterbacks and, of course, Jesse Williams' speech at the B Awards. Man, if you haven't heard it, check it out. We will hit on a TD. What do they got to do? NFL.com slash podcast, iTunes, or our YouTube channel. Check us out. And hey, remember, this is the best podcast. Bye, folks. Love y'all. Peace. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. I am not Dave Damashek. Um, Thank goodness. Not at all. I am producer TD, producer Black Ties. I'm known on the show. And today, Dave Damashek and the rest of the crew. Hi and hello, football fans. That's also not Dave Damashek. I'll tell you (laughs) who that is in a second. Uh, Dave is out on a little vacation. A little summertime here, so uh, we do have some Dave on the show, and uh, DDFP, as always, presented by McDonald's. <laughs> I cannot forget that, as another person just reminded me, and I'll introduce you to who that person is shortly. So yeah, Dave's going to be later on in the show, but first off, this is going to be the producers handling the top of the show, and again, producer TD, but I'm also here with Ryan Bartlett, who is... The line producer for DDFP, you guys have seen him on the show the last couple of months. He's from Kansas City. He's a uh, – what are you a big fan of, Ryan? I should know. The Royals. I like the Chiefs, there we the go. Royals, there and go. pepperoni pizza. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, Ryan Bartlett is on the show here with me. And inside, we're in front of the studio, guys. We're in front of the glass. You know, the inmates have taken it over the asylum here. This is pretty fantastic. That voice you hear is Sean Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully, a.k.a. he's a fan of – the Seahawks, shout out to the Seahawks. Yep. Also a fan of the Tennessee Vols. Yep. It's actually kind of scary how much of a fan he is. Yep. Team USA soccer fan. He was crazy with the Copa America going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Sully, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Uh, I, you know, would, uh, it would be a mistake off the top of the show. You say I'm a Vol, passing a Pat Summit, obviously a Definitely. huge influence on every sport. Um, 
uh, tough day on Rocky Top, but yeah, I gotta gotta give a shout out to Pat. She's a uh, she had a huge impact on Tennessee and, and just women's basketball in general. Also, shout out to Buddy Ryan who also passed at age sixty five today as well. Obviously, right. you know eighty five beers. You know, father of Rex and Rob and forty six defense. There we go. Yeah. And, and you know, just a great coaching tree he has there. And then lastly is Emma Sauerwein, whose last name sounds like something out of Lord of the Rings. That I'm, I'm always Sauron. Scared to say. Sauron. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, for like the first year Emma worked with us, I was scared to say that name just because it just sounded like Lord of the Rings. It's um, <laughs> yeah, but she's here and she's behind the glass because she refuses to be one of the inmates taken over the asylum. She's still staying behind the glass. She's right in the ship. What's up, Em? You got that right, producer TD. <laughs> Excited to be here. All right, all right. So that's the that's the cast right now. And again, we're just going to be here at the top of the show. Just it, this was actually Dave's idea because we had a show, which again you're going to hear a segment with Dave, and we just wanted to play that segment. But Dave was like, "Hey guys, how about you guys just jump on for 15 minutes, talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, and then toss it to the to the segment segment with Dave." Um, so we'll get to that in about you know in about 10 minutes or so. But and I tell him about the segment. I tell yeah. him a little bit about it. Do we want to tell him? Give him a little taste. All right, it's going to be guys Game of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones. The recap. It's the season finale. Um, it's Sheck. It's MJD. You know, D- Dave Damastark. 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 Yeah, Maurice. Maurice, Maurice Thrones Drew. Drew. And uh, Hank Hodgson of the Harpy. Or Handsome Hank. There we go. Yep. So those three guys are gonna dive into you know the game Game of Thrones season finale. I don't know how well they're going to though, because you know they talk about Game of Thrones. They don't know anyone's names. I think we do a better job hosting Dave's show than Dave and those guys do a better job talking Game of Thrones. Oh, absolutely. I guarantee it. I guarantee yeah. it. I absolutely yeah. guarantee it. So yeah, so <laughs> so uh, we're we're kind of deciding what to talk about, and we're all producers here. And the one thing we do, or try to do with Dave anyway, is come up with topics. He absolutely blows by the rundown and blows by our topics. Infamously, but, yes. But that's our day job that's why we get paid uh what we get paid so the idea i had here was we all come up with topics all four of us as producers and we decide which topic wins and which topic we're going to talk about so this is actually an old segment on the dave damshack football program and it's called the elimination chamber elimination chamber oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> feel the pressure oh yeah Woo! and for this and you feel the tension and for this Can guys you feel it? Four topic center, only one leaves. Only one gets to be discussed before we throw to Dave's uh, Game of Thrones recap. So Lovely. We're going to go around the room and, you know, let everyone know what your topic is. And then we'll decide as a group which topic sounds most most interesting, which topic has the most branches and, you know, and uh, most meat on that bone. And then we'll discuss. So you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready to let's do it. All right. So let's start off with Ryan Bartlett. You go ahead. And what's your what's your topic of conversation for today's show? All right, guys. So th- this topic just came up in the uh, the blue room the other day here at uh, the studios. Oh no! And it was, what is the best position to play in the NFL? Okay, that's a good now. One. You know the your initial answer. I thought you were about was, to go potato talk for a second. No, no, that that's that's Thursday. <laughs> um, but you know, so the the initial thought would be to pick quarterback. But is that the right call? TD, how say you? <laughs> well, that's that's an interesting topic we'll see if that gets to be spoken about but now let's hear Sully's uh topic so um piggybacking off of um us obviously intro the show about Pat Summit and Buddy Ryan two very influential coaches uh I was thinking um what what is the Mount Rushmore of influential coaches 
sport wide. Doesn't have to be football. It could be basketball, baseball, hockey, anything, anything you really want to throw on that. And those who can't see, because obviously this is audio only, we're not going to put this up on video. <laughs> Brian is out here snapping, man. He's out here on the Snapchat streets. I mean, come on, man. I got snapping. the. Uh, He's people, doing a video snap. It's, are you trying to say we have the face for radio and the and the voice for print? Same. Yeah, TD, Come that's on. just all twelve of my followers. <laughs> we'll get a little inside view of what's going on for sure. M, what's all your topic? twelve followers? My topic is fictional football players. Mm. There's a lot out there. That's a classic. Yeah, I like that. Yep. So so juicy. You could dive okay. in uh, TV shows and movies, mm-hmm. or I sure. mean, that's that's a that's a good one. All right, Mike. Before I say my topic, guys, I just want to say I feel like I might have a Guinness uh, World Record in, in the works right now because it's in the last ten hours. Ten hours. Not not the humble brag. In the last okay. ten hours, I've co-hosted slash produced three different podcasts. Wow. Yeah. Get okay, plug them. Come on now. <laughs> okay. Take I was, I was, it, I was, make it, right? I'll was hoping for, uh, you know, organic, you know, plug there. Um, so last <laughs> night did a new episode of Make It Take It, the podcast. Check it out, NBA Pod. Earlier so all you today, doing some late late night uh, editing. Late night on, editing. On Final man. Cut. I, I'll tell you this. It's <laughs> completely different producing a podcast at home, not part of, you know, but part of our job and not having the help that we have here or having the equipment of the studios mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's, it's a long a long process but uh we get it done uh so i did that also did r&b podcast just about an hour ago with nate burleson and uh, rain gatlin and then now so i don't know if that's a that could, you know we can hit up guinness and try to make that happen but yeah three three Maybe. and three and a few hours yeah but yeah here's my topic so i was thinking downstairs with brandon mcginnis shout out to brandon mcginnis by the way atn uh, podcast producer shout out to ryan hart who's also downstairs who's irishman podcast team pod squad as Emma affectionately. Ryan Hart, also known as Heartthrob. Heart, there we go. And then also <laughs> Kent Brown, who's actually out sick. He's uh, he's part of the DDFP team as well. And you, we all know he would have had a lot to say. <laughs> the man with little syllables, but yes. a lot to say. A lot yeah. of stories, man. Kent Brown Kent. has a Kent. ton of stories. Um, but here's my topic. And, again, talking with Brandon downstairs and Ryan, I think this is the first time in about five, ten years in the last decade where – at the three main offensive skill positions, we don't necessarily have anyone sitting on the, sitting on the throne. Shout out to Game of Thrones. The quarterback position is up in the air. Cam had a fantastic year. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great year. Andrew Luck was hurt. Tom Brady's getting over. Peggy Manning's retired. Uh, Russell Wilson's also in there in the mix. At the running back position, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's uh, look at fantasy. Like it's hard to tell who's going to be you know the cream of the crop. Wide receiver position, Calvin Johnson has been tied. Uh, some people might say Antonio Brown's the number one. It's up in the air as well. Julio a- Jones. I think, I think, yeah, I think so, AB. I think AB, but I think <laughs> it's up for debate more so than it's been in the past same decade. So my topic suggestion would be let's try to figure out who's really the number one in all three uh, positions. Mm. So those are our four topics. How do we decide? What do you think? I don't know. You know, I, I like Emma's. I'm just going to throw it out there. I mean – MVP coming up with the idea of best fictional characters. Uh, you know, it's it's quite a discussion. It's been done before, but it's I don't. Very, it's very they weren't right as well. It's very so shaky. It's, it's, it's football, but it's also entertainment and movies. Um, so it's it's a good one for sure. Sully, what do you think? Oh man, yeah, one vote for Emma's. Uh, I got to vote for my own. Okay, you got to vote for your <laughs> yeah, which is coaches of all time. Yeah, my worry there is I don't know if we have enough time because we have to toss this damage that game with those like true like six minutes true to dive into that you know that that's very, a, that's very a, heavy that's a, thick that's list best of, of coaches there's a lot of them yeah and then ryan remind the people what your topic suggestion was. uh that's best position to play in the nfl best position to play i think that gives us a personal view i do well, like, on, i do like this one a niche producer you know i think that you can go around the room and you can sort of tell 
who's who, who wants to be who. So I would vote for Ryan's actually. Okay, I like we got that. Got two for Ryan. We got two for Emma. Uh, Brandon McGinnis, ooh. you break the tie. Let's see what's he gonna go with. Emma's. Oh, oh Emma. Emma's. That's okay. Right. Okay. So, so we're talking fictional football players. Uh, good thing I printed off uh, a list of fictional football characters before we came up here. Did a little research. As you guys know, I'm not a big uh, sport movie fan. So I am. But you've seen a few. I've seen a few. But, you know, this, I'm going to be limited in, in my contributions to this to the segment. I mean, but, did, does Captain America play football in any of his movies? Uh, this NFL that- Super Pro, who was essentially dressed like Captain America, it was a Marvel comic for about 12 issues. And he got disbanded afterwards because he was terrible. But he was an official NFL. So the, the Browns would have signed him. Exactly. He, exactly. He so, would, Emma, would, how are they you? They would have drafted him in the first round. <laughs> right. How are we but, packaging this this uh, uh, topic? Are we going by the actual football ability or favorite football like character? Like Whatever you want, Sully. It can be Woo! skills. It can be I'll kick it off. I mean, the obvious number one power uh, in the power rankings is uh, Bobby Boucher. Waterboy. That's a good one. My personal favorite. Got to. I mean, you have you have Waterboy as one of the, the best comedies of all time, much less sports comedies. Well, yeah, it was, the movie was about heart, you know? It's Yeah, grit, toughness. He, he lived a tough life. Yeah. He overcame the challenges. He, and, he brought everybody together, too. His mama didn't like football, and by the end of it, she loved it. So, you know, I loved uh, – I can't think of his name, but in the movie Necessary Roughness, Unnecessary Roughness, one of them, uh, Scott Bakula. Scott, the Scott Bakula Sinbad combination in that movie <laughs> is outstanding. Um, Scott Bakula, older guy, When's, came back. Where, speaking of, where is Sinbad? Where is isn't alive? Sinbad? Is he still alive? He's everywhere. <laughs> I think he's working on. Uh, what was that President movie that he had? That was a classic, classic nineties. I don't know. Maybe he's working on the next installment with Scott Bakula to Necessary yeah. Roughness. Um, another classic, Shane Falco from The Replacements. Uh, all-time classic, based on a true story. But Shane, he's a he's a fearless leader. Um, let's see, who else do we have? Uh, you got the you got the shark from Any Given Sunday, and obviously, um, Steam and Willie Beeman. Mm-hmm. I think if you have you have to take actual talent into it, Steam and Willie Beeman's number one. Eh, debatable. I mean, what what was uh Lawrence Taylor in that movie? Shark. Shark. Yeah. Yeah, um, he was he was on the end of his career. He was on his way out. Um, but he uh, chainsawed through a car. Uh, yeah, he did. Took a uh, took a playbook out, or a, a page out of the playbook of Hacksaw Reynolds, former Tennessee Vol, that used to uh, used but, to do that. Emma, this is your idea. What what are you thinking? I'm actually going to go with a throwback to 1994. Mm-hmm. Becky, the Icebox O'Shea, little <laughs> giant. <laughs> little giant. Yep, that's <laughs> great. The Icebox. Yep. Yeah, she's actually on this list. I'm, Talent I, uh, and personality, Sully. I'm uh, old enough to remember those trailers talent. running nonstop, and I remember the little scrawny kid who did the thing in front of the mirror, like, you want intimidation? I'll show you intimidation. <laughs> and somebody popped a snot bubble on him, and Al Bundy was in the movie. And yeah. It uh, was a real class. I got to say, uh, pulled that move in uh, Pee Wee football, the snot bubble, yeah. lining up as a lineman. Got to. I mean, that's that's a go-to. Did you watch Little Giants? Somebody pop up? it for you? No, nobody popped it. Okay, it just it just kind of sat there. It was gross. Um, also, Paul Crew, either Paul Crew, Longest Yard, uh, the old one, new one, um, Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds. Um, so uh, Tim Riggins. Yeah, that's that's the. One. I know, that's I know, you were about to go on. there. <laughs> Tim Riggins. 
That's the one. That's the one I can chime in on. And, oh uh, man, I'm gonna go Tim Riggins, uh, mainly because again, uh, he 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 was a number guy. He he referred to players by the numbers. Um, yeah, you know, the 45 and and whatnot. And that's that's a great topic for a jerk or no jerk. The guy who refers six, to football Jason players. Street. There we go. Yeah. Six guy who refers to football players as a number rather than a name. Um, but I'll give it, I'll give this to Tim Riggins because honestly, from this point on. His career hasn't gone exactly like he would have wanted it to go. He ended up <laughs> doing that terrible Disney movie. What was that movie called, M? Oh, man. I'll have to look that up, Mike. Oh, man. He had that one. The one where he goes to the space. Big flop, yes. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Ooh, ooh. We'll, we'll look that up. At yeah. M. See, so put an M to work as a producer. Um, but he was also <laughs> in the uh, X-Men Wolverine's origin movie as Gambit, and that was awful. He was in uh, Battleship. So he's had a rough time ever since. So shout out to Tim Riggins. He's, he gets some well, love on this. TD, what do you guys. think? What do you think? Real quick. What movie John was? Carter. John oh, how could we have forgot that? I was a steaming pile of garbage. Uh, TD, looking at John Riggins, the character, so not the actor. Yeah. John Riggins, the character. What do you think he's doing these days? Remember he had bought that plot of land near the uh, end of the series? He's still drinking Lone Star with his feet up saying Texas forever. <laughs> I mean, living the dream. He seems like a guy that Sully would love to hang out with. Uh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Was, I was born in South Texas. So. <laughs> when is the Friday Night Lights class reunion going to air? Uh, it needs to. Well, they they just recently ran a marathon together, and it melted every Friday Night Lights fan's heart because they're like, "All right, we need a reunion coming now." Yeah, like now. Dylan did Coach Taylor so wrong. I think. Uh, um, yeah, I think I think they they tied the series up with a nice bow. Went went off and coached to Michigan or whatever. I don't think they need to go to it, but I would love it. I'd watch it. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! I didn't finish the series. I watched up until about season two and a half, and then for some oh come on, stopped. you didn't even get to the East Dillon split. Uh, no, I didn't. come on. I've, I've, TD? I've, I've been gotten to the point where my my homeboy, not my homeboy, I just say say that <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Is, I haven't even seen that. Yeah, yeah he's wow. good. He's so really so good. from two and a half seasons, you're already ready to call Tim Riggins as your best football yeah, character. My my knowledge on this topic is limited. I'm not a big sports uh, movie fan. It's just way too cliche for me. The action scenes, are the the worst thing is when you have actors. And if I was doing a shot. I'll give a shout out to to you know actors who play sports figures because it's so like it's so shot it's choreographed wrongly and I'm not a huge fan of the climax of most sports movies so I just say no I just I, I just love it like how can go you go against it you're you're not a fan of the climax of most sports movies I'm not because you know you don't get yeah. the whole like like the I miracle on ice speech speak, speaking of Michael B the one sports movie genre I'm a big fan of is mm. boxing movies yeah, yeah. well Rocky's that's great. I mean. Uh, just bought the uh, Rocky set for $20 on Blu-ray at Best Buy. Well, and if you want to talk best fictional characters in boxing, much less of all time in sports, Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. No. Mr. T out there playing that role. There was no one more terrifying than him. Clubber Lang was great, but, I mean, Rocky's Rocky's number one. Over, I mean, All right, fellas. I think we're done kibitzing here. We're going to have to toss to our next segment. Look at that. Emma being a typical behind-the-glass producer trying to wrap us up and get us out of here. Imagine that, guys. I know. That's now, are you going to do your – What? Since you're in the Sheck chair, are you going to do your Sheck impression and just ignore it and Actually, keep on rolling? Or just keep going for five minutes. I would, <laughs> but no. I think actual Sheck wants to get on his show uh, with his Game of Thrones season finale recap with Maurice Thrones-Drew and handsome Hank. And they're going to break it down, guys. Game, you know, Game of Thrones season six finale was off the chain. It was fire. It was wildfire. And again, oh, I see what you did there. This is the they <laughs> damn Shake football program presented by McDonald's, and let's take it over to Sheck and the guys talking Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. 
Dave. da 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 don't don't Dave. Welcome to the 2016 Game of Thrones finale review. I have ascended to Dave Damastock's Iron Throne as the champion of the fantasy Game of Thrones Fantasy League. But I do have Dave and Maurice Thrones Drew with me behind there. Look at them. Hi, guys. It's What's a pleasure happening? to see you both once again. It's magical here. Almost as magical as all the Seven Kingdoms. Where are you? You look like you're in somewhere in, in deepest Westeros, and, and, uh, and Maurice looks like he's hanging out with those uh, with the with the snake ladies. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in the north. Okay. Right now, northern. Well, yeah, Maurice. Wait, you, he looks like he's in uh, he's in Dorne. Yeah, I didn't know they had a asbestos roofing in uh, <laughs> yeah, Dorne. Dorne is known right. for its asbestos roofing. Hmm. So like what did it. what did we think of last night's show? That was pretty amazing, right? I, I thought it was the third best show in the whole in every season. I'd have to go with the Battle of the Bastards being first, right? Then the Red Wedding, and then I'd put this one there. Uh, I feel, really feel like. You know, Cersei kind of staked her claim. I was speaking with John Rydell, the the Meister, in the back last night. We always text after the show, and he was saying how, you know, in the in the very beginning, how they were putting women down early. You yep. know, women weren't anything, and now, as you see, the women now are starting to rise to power everywhere. I'm I'm excited about it. I'm very excited. I I I love that the North is back. Is a Stark, and they have the Wolf up there. I love that. Arya's coming back, taking revenge, killing everyone off her list. And I love the fact that she's torturing the lady. Cersei's torturing the lady who did shame. Oh, lady. Shame. 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 Is there a better line yet? Was there a better callback in uh, in the history of that show or perhaps in the history of cinema and television than Cersei bringing back shame, shame, shame and that was the door on, on the mountain Having his way, presumably, for all of time with that uh, that wretched creep yeah. of a woman. Oh, oh, you're not going to die today. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason. There's no right. reason for exactly. You're not going to die. You're not going to die for some while. Then how about Sam? And how big the Citadel is, right? The that's where he went, right? To the yep. library. Oh, he liked that library, didn't? All he? that knowledge. Uh, oh, is that where he is? The Citadel. Yeah, I I declared. When I saw that, I hope that's the end of the Sam story, and not just because it's really? boring for for us. I just I let, let him be. Now it's a happy ending. Now he has all those books to occupy his brain, his wife or whatever she is, and uh, the, his uh, his bastard child or whatever that is. Let the three of them live happily ever after and, and remain untouched by all the ugliness. But back to Cersei. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Storyline, major storyline by major storyline. She blew and everyone up. I, she blew them all up. She blew with everyone that. up. Well, if that you was watch- like a combo. That was like a combo of uh, of the last scene of The Godfather when uh, Michael lays waste to all his enemies, combined with the wedding scene in uh, in Dynasty when everybody got killed <laughs> in that one. Like it was that was craziness. How many people got killed there? Major characters too. You right. have the High Sparrow get blown up. Uh, Foxy, I think that we all agree, the number one Fox is no more now. Marjorie, she had the good sense to know what was coming. She's gone. So is her, you know, uh, etched in, in forehead brother now. Right. He's her gone. But- By the way, in our fantasy league, Handsome Hank, or Houndsome Hank, 
you'll remember I had the chance to take what's his name Tyrell the right, bearded exactly. guy the father of Marjorie um I had the chance I almost took him as my tier one but then I rejected him savvy move by Damashek because I would have lost points with his death points. and look we got to talk fantasy we need to talk about this because there are some big consequences to what happened with uh with old Cersei. Now, who gets the points here? This is what we need to do. And I think it, it, it demonstrates a big flaw in our whole fantasy process throughout the whole course of this season is that... Process! We we have lost... We, the, the planning... There needs to be points for planning. And this is where, you know, we argued... The three of us argued in, after that first that first death, and, and fortunately I won that time. But based on everything we've done so far, there's no way Cersei gets the points for all those people she blew up to. Because Cersei set it up. She found uh, her little birds. Right. Found the, uh, the what is it, the wildfire or whatever The wildfire. And she put the whole plot together, and they executed Don't it touch Maurice, Dave. Don't touch Maurice. Stop, check. Check. Because he will send some dragons for you. He'll just send dragons your way, and then what are you going to do? All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Maurice. Continue. I'm in the north. I, I, I really feel like Cersei deserves I think this is the one time we can agree. Um... Going back to that scene, though, Marjorie knew something was wrong. Right. She did it. Marjorie was smart. And, you know, rest in peace, Marjorie. But she was, yeah, she was yeah. a smart cookie. And now, sadly, she's um, she's covered in green fire. No, she's no, she's <laughs> no more. There yeah. is no more. There is but no more. But how about Tommen? Isn't that the child thing to do? Right? Child. Yep. Yes. You, but you she was in your life because all the all those folks died. You you got to play the Game of Thrones, right? But no, but he he looked at his future. His future was pretty bleak. His his mom's taken over. The the big mountain zombie mountain came and held him hostage to keep him out of that. There was, what does his future hold? He loved. He really You're liked Marjorie. The there was nothing to live for. No, no he was done. That's fine. I think the more telling thing or the more fascinating thing going forward is he was going to be an ineffectual king right. who either carried out the, the wishes of Marjorie slash the High Sparrow or Cersei. He was, you know, he, he, he was a pawn and all this anyway, so he's gone, whatever. But Cersei now claims the throne and one, she seemed to not care at all that Tommen was dead. She barely mourned that. Well, she's she had out of rock. kids now. She's run out. I mean, she had. She started this whole show with what four children. She's now got none left. Is that right? So well, so so she has. But but I thought it was interesting that she had a wry grin the whole way. She sipped her wine. You knew something was going to go her way, and then we saw very quickly right. that it was all about the 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 wildfire, and that was her her big plan. But. She didn't mourn the death of Tommen at all, which is a pretty big turn because she was devastated um, when Joffrey died. And now she's claimed the throne. And were we to read Jamie walking in at the end and seeing her claiming the throne? Was he upset about that? Was I that, think, I, was I that must... a cross look between them? Or were we supposed to read that as like Jamie and Cersei going forward are going to have issue with each other? I, I think. I think for me it was – he realized that was her her goal at all the the, the whole time, right? Was for mm. her, you know, and so she killed all like well she didn't kill but all of her children are dead, and you know once he finds out that she blew up the whole you know the whole uh, trial thing that it was it was all part of her plan. Now he's gonna sit next to the queen, and whatever they do is gonna be fine. She's gonna change the law around there. She certainly is. She certainly is. You, no, but, so you don't think you don't think handsome Hank. 
that this means that there will be a rift between the two of them? You think they'll be friends? Because it's also interesting to to bridge it down to uh, to Marine. Now Tyrion and Daenerys are best of friends, or like you know, she gave him the pin, and they both got weepy about how meaningful it was that he now is the hand to Daenerys Targaryen. But of course, he's a Lannister. And the 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 largesse of that moment didn't really register to me till after the fact. Right. So now Tyrion is essentially he's against his brother and sister. Right. Well, he is, he, it, now it, they're going to go up there and fight the brother and sister. Exactly. Tyrion's going to be a part of the fight against House Lannister. And right? it's and it's see you're exactly right. And it seems a little bit like when um you know there's there hasn't been much mention of Tyrion from from his brother and sister since since he left. Well, so when he, he shows up on that boat. In a, you know, the, presumably in episode one of the next season, they're going to get a little bit of a shock. The whole of Westeros is going to get a bit of a shock that that here they are. We have to talk about now. We, we that we did enough with the capital. We have to talk about now the Red Witch and how Jon Snow and the other guy, the guy with no fingers, uh, <laughs> sent her off. That Sir was Davos. like crazy. Sir Davos. Sir Davos. Yeah, he has, well, he has no fingers, so he should. He's he should got call no, no fingers. fingers. Why yeah, remember the finger pack chopped off because he was selling people to the uh, his fingertips. He has no fingertips. Oh, yeah. He doesn't. But, no, I completely forgot about this. Yeah, there's little things in life, man. But anyways, <laughs> little, they little, finger off. little finger, right? But now, yeah, right. No fingers, and so now I'm sitting there thinking, okay, they send her off. Now Jon Snow is the king of the North. Something bad has to happen because only good things happen when she's around. Yeah, well, where's she going to go? Where do we think she winds up? I think she, right. well, I was talking with the Meister here, John Rydell, and he was telling me that she's going to meet up with Arya because Arya is going to go after everybody on her on her, uh, on her her list. Yep. And some guys in the Brotherhood are on her list. So she's going to go and try to kill all of them. She'll I... run back into town and then run into the Red Witch. I don't know. I mean, Arya is definitely working. She's a lone wolf. She's going to be out there doing what she wants to do, dressing up in other people's faces and generally giving people a shock uh, for the next, for, you know, for the next 10 episodes. I like the idea that you call her a lone wolf. It's all coming together now since she is from the she house is, wolf. you're right. Exactly. But so she went in there face See, I didn't understand. So now what we're also to assume, here's another thing that I'm just connecting the dots as we speak now, is because she ripped the face off, she was a good-looking woman, and she's making eyes at Jamie at the dinner at the Frey crib. And if you're at the if you're in Walder Frey's crib in the in the place where the red wedding went down, I'd buy my P's and Q's if I were Jamie. I know he's a good swordsman and all, but I still wouldn't be shooting my mouth off the way he did. But of course, he comes off he comes through unscathed, and Walder Frey gets it. He eats his own children. Mm. And Arya, Arya apparently chops up his sons and feeds them to Walder, then takes off the mask, Mission Impossible 2 style. And But when she does that, I think that indicates then that as we sort of hypothesized, that was her final test. What's the guy's name with that at the faceless guy? What's his name? The You know, the guy who his lives name in the... Is What's his name? God, I don't. I forgot his Jackin. name. Jackin. 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 Good one. Jackin must have. Jackin didn't kick her out. In fact, he embraced her, 
because now she has access to the faces, right? So she's now one of those people. She's going she's gonna to keep doing it. I think Man. that she's going to be, you know, first of all, let me, let me, you know, toot my own horn. Beep, beep. Um, the fact that I picked her in tier one, because now she's going to be a major player come next season. I mean, you talk about someone that can go on, on you know, no, no one knows who she will be or what she will be. I, I didn't know who this girl, this new girl was in Walter Frey's crib, giving eyes to all these people and feeding all these people until she pulled the thing off. So she has a way to creep around and disguise herself and and really get all the information and, and really terrorize people. It's going to be amazing. Right. And, and I think Jamie's on her list, right? Jamie's already on the list. So she kind of yeah. spared him. She spared him on that occasion to, oh, yeah. in order to but somewhere down the line, you know, she's going to go after him. But she could have got him at the same time. So she, she was she was focused on her. Jamie will be on the list. Jamie. All right. Let's so let's see if we can try to begin our wrap up of this wrap up here with uh, with, you know, what what in the future is uh, is now aligned. The old lady, Marjorie. What's her Lady Olena. Lady Olena. She's Lady my favorite Olena. character, hands down, at this point. Yeah, I, I think you feel. I, I feel like you have such. An I have some kinship for her. with her. Yeah. I yeah. I bet you you have someone in the uh, in the handsome Hank family who's very much <laughs> like her. Is she right. like your grandmother yeah, or something? Yeah. My yes. sassy. Yeah, exactly. A sassy grandmother. Brassy old broad, yeah. but yeah, shooting her mouth off to Maurice's beloved uh, Dorn witches. He fancies all those witches. But now, so that just sets up like that. There's something I don't know what those, what that group of uh, of ladies is is plotting for the future. But obviously, they didn't. We didn't visit Dorn in the big uh, climactic episode right. for no good reason. So we're gonna hear from them again. I don't know what well, role. Whatever it is. Well, Shaq, real quick, you remember it was uh, the guy, the eunuch that was there too, that was on the side of Daenerys. So now Daenerys, not only does she have she, exactly. Uh, the Unsullied and the Dothraki and the Dragons. Now she has the Dorn Witches and the House Tyrell. Yeah, they're all sailing together, and that they they're gonna they're gonna land there. And the next season is gonna be all about the Lannisters, who right now are feeling pretty good about life. And they've got suddenly they're gonna have that huge challenge, and then sweeping down from the north are gonna be the White Walkers. But, but the other thing about you know what, and this is how we're gonna have to end it. I think Benji Stark said it. He said, if the, the wall has these black magic spells so that the White Walkers can't get past it. But if the White Walkers get past, that means the wall has to come down. Well, Will the that's wall a great wall point. Maybe they, the wall's going to come down. I don't understand. Well, yeah, I, like I say, what we need is, of course, there are actually writers. This isn't a documentary that we're watching. <laughs> there are actually writers coming up with these storylines. And there is a, 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 a pretty big lack of conflict right now. There's an apparent lack of conflict, especially now that Cersei has wiped away all rivals there. Daenerys seems like there would be it would be impossible. Tyrion and Daenerys basically agree we have the world at our fingertips now. We have all the we have dragons, we have the biggest army, we have all these ships. They can't win. That wouldn't be satisfying. Well, they don't know about the White Walkers. I don't think they're even aware of, of the challenge that might meet them when they land. So by the time they get to the so the, by the time they get to Knott's Landing or whatever it's called, <laughs> King's Landing, whatever they get, whatever they when, by the time they get there, the White Walkers will have reached there. No, not yet. 
they, they won't they won't have got there yet, but they're going to land there. They're going to have a, a gigantic battle with the Lannisters, and that's going to be the focus of things. But along the way, they're suddenly going to realize that that might not actually be the number one obstacle that they have to they have to get past. Well, in also, the coming years, doesn't during wildfire the winter. doesn't wildfire kill the White Walkers? I don't know if there's any left, Dave. They just I they, the, well, I think that's used. Right, I think that's going to be a storyline. It was that Cersei was selfish in in vanquishing her foes, and uh, and you know now jeopardizes the future of humanity. So like so like happened at the end of the show where you saw Cersei on the Iron Throne. I you know sitting here, I what I'd like you to do is look down upon my magnificent uh, deeds. So can we can we throw up the the fantasy scores like what you know what the final points were with me at the top, and then you know you guys you below. What? 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 How did that? (laughs) uh, We're going to have to talk to the Meisters here. There's absolutely no way that that's correct. What are you guys doing back there? Cersei did kill about uh, how many people? So how many? One hundred eighty-eight kills is what I tallied. What? That's utterly ridiculous. She killed them. She didn't kill them. She didn't kill them any more than the week before. You know, any the any you. This is, she wasn't the command. She was the commander, but she had to do it by her hand. What about wait, wait, wait? How do I have? How do I have seventeen kills when, when the mountain? When oh, you the, don't have seventeen kills. You have seventeen points. Mark. Yeah, seventeen points. You had three kills with Arya with the two kids, and then uh, <laughs> obviously she ended up getting but the third she, kill. But too, she should so. get seven, six points for that. I mean, Walter Frey was a big guy. That's ten points. I thought he wasn't a drafted character, though. This you is- get an extra bonus point for a drafted character. In which the High Sparrow was, and so we gave Cersei an extra one. But but wait, wait, guys, this is ridiculous. What are you doing? Why do you think you're claiming those Cersei points? That's that's. I first of all, a couple of things with regarding the scoring, and then we can ha- debate the Cersei thing. But first, Maurice, I would say you should be ashamed of yourself because you are behind Bree Ike of Tarth. Ike has never watched the show, but I think the best news of all is that uh, that Su- that Sully. And Meister Rydell are in the last place. Yeah, Rydell thinks he knows everything about everything. Knows it all, except that he doesn't know who to draft. Look at him. He has the, minus five this week. Unsully, unsully <laughs> loses again. Hey, Emasculated. Check. Did you hear the spoiler produced. that Davos doesn't have any fingers? That's crazy, isn't it? I didn't know about just, that. So just this episode. Just this episode. <laughs> Wow. You can make fun of me all you want. I don't know if you can and, hear me way up in second place, though. And, <laughs> and you're not in second place. You're bottom. in third place on this ridiculous and, scoring. And I w- do want to be fair. With I am going to agree with Hank. If we're going to score everybody else's right, where you don't know who killed who, Cersei's not getting away with these points. No, no. In that case, I'll take is, all of Ramsey. Everyone that Ramsey's army killed last week. And I'm going to take, take every single. Point. I'm going to yeah. take. This I'm going to take the Knights of the Vale that killed the Bolton army. Right. Exactly. Because I have Littlefinger and Robin Aaron. Yeah. Sorry, guys. There's, sorry. There's sorry, no lady. What about the giant? The giant had to kill more than. I mean, we he have to. St- and in, in and in fairness, we have to be fair to everybody and not award Cersei those bi- big exactly. points. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, uh, young Sansa. Complete nonsense. Young Sansa back this there. This is a great season for Sansa and all young Sansas alike. I drafted a team along with Cantham and Ryan, and we killed it. What did Sansa Mike, do? She still dropped she's the whole not, building. She got a demotion. She got a demotion, so minus 10 off that score. Because she's not the <laughs> queen of the north. She's back to just being a regular person. You look well, like you're about we had to Cersei. Eat, Maurice looks like he's about to eat handsome Hank's I know, head. careful. 
Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> ah! The teeth! Tickle, tickle, tickle. Stop, one stop tickling him. Oh, I don't want to wind up with a finger like uh, Davos or whatever. Exactly. He'll take that out. Um, so look, this is now dissolved into from the Iron Throne, and we believe me, we will be correcting those points from the Iron Throne. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say goodbye to you guys. I miss all right. you all, but I feel like we're joined by the uh, by the happenings in Westeros, and now we just have to bide our time till we can draft for the final season of Game of Thrones, which will happen in about, what, 2027 or Who, Who's the Todd Gurley? I think Arya is maybe like the Todd Gurley, the, the, the player who showed enough promise in this season to be the number one pick in next year's draft. Maurice, yeah, that's a good question. Who is your first pick right now? And that, of course, will indicate who you think is going to win the throne. Oh, no, I'm going to pick Daenerys, but I don't think she's going to win the throne, but I think if you get her dragons, she's going to be... A, it's uh, a dynasty league, Maurice. I'm keeping her. Are you going to keep her? Then I'm going to keep Arya. <laughs> There's no dynasty. And by the way, I'd be fine with keeping Jon Snow. We'll redraft. We appreciate everybody who's watched uh, our Hokum over the last uh, many weeks here. Uh, Maurice and, uh, you know, we had Jeff Schwartz and Kevin Hogan and other uh, football guys join us. And like I say... In uh, in between now and the start of next year, we're going to expand this. We'll get more football players in there. We got to get Kyle Long into this. Maybe Chris Long as well. Two big uh, Thrones guys. Maurice, you got to tap into all your pals, uh, all your allies in uh, in the world of pro football to draft uh, to draft this thing. I think you know. I think you're right that Arya. Nah, it doesn't feel right that she would win the whole thing though. But I. I but. It's either Jon Snow. I can't be Daenerys. I, I'm going to stand by that. Daenerys is too powerful. It would be too easy for her to win. Mm -hmm. So she can't win. It's got to be one of the Starks. I think that's the family that we're supposed to be behind all along here. So it's got to be, I think, one of those people. I think you're right. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. Young, 10 months until season seven. Young Sansa, close the moon doors. Goodbye. We throw through the moon doors. <laughs>
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.